All right. I wanted to talk to Sam about confessionalism because I figured yeah. there can't be a better discussion partner for this topic, can there, than you? I thought you wanted to confess your sins to me. <laughs> well, <laughs> well we, could, we could do that too, but I mean. Yeah, we could do a back and forth confession. No, I, I, right. yeah, I think this is a topic that we, we sort of talked about a little bit in our conversation with Julian on the Joker. Yep. Then kind of kind of moved on to other things. Right. And it's so so then um this morning on Discord um I think I just mentioned that um you're the four way between you and Joey and Hank and Paul this morning had reminded me of some of my uh first talk with Paul and so then I don't know I mean that might get put on the Discord at some point as an unlisted thing but and I actually, um, that's what I actually, I actually re-listened to it this morning. My conversation with him, we were just talking about, mm-hmm. I listen, I re-listened. That's all I do is re-listen to my conversations, Sam. How, how long ago was that? So it was, my first talk with him was in, I looked at that because I was curious too, was September 2018. Wow. Wow. So that's just over a year ago yeah how do you how do you feel like did you get any sense that you've changed since then oh i'm i'm sure i'm sure that i have um you changed in what way well i don't know (laughs) um yeah it it is weird seeing snapshots of yourself in the past like even just listening to the conversation i recorded a couple days ago i like your brain sort of thinks of what you would say if you were part of the conversation. And then when you're actually part of the conversation, part of it's like, Oh man, that is exactly what I would have said. But then sometimes it's like, Oh, Sam, you really should have said this. Right. And more on point. It is. It's really interesting. I was actually, and I don't know. I told Paul, I sent him a direct message. I, I don't know. Paul is one of those people. He's so, he has enough of his own status rocket now where I'm sure he's so just inundated with messages and things. I don't know how much of, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't send him a ton, but even when I send him things, excuse me, he's pretty good at, you know, sending a quick email or saying he saw it or something like that. But I was telling him that he should do, it's, it's to the point now where I think it should happen. Paul, he keeps doing different things. We had group talks. I said, now mm-hmm. you need to do a commentary on your own video. So like on my conversation <laughs> with you of confessionalism, you should do a commentary on that now. Um, because he said, I don't know, it was interesting. There's things, there are things in these conversations that you miss. And this is something Paul talks about a lot is that even in relisting through like a, Jordan Peterson biblical series, you know, as he's listened, because I don't know, Paul, what he said, he's probably listened to that first video of the biblical series. I mean, Paul's probably listened to it like 10 times, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you get, and the, and that's the thing about, um, with things that are deep art. I mean, we talk about this with Joker, but also anything that's art, a conversation that's sufficiently deep. It has too much for your, for your conscious mind to pick up on first yeah. take and so as you rewatch it you see other stuff so um and then it's also you've maybe learned more stuff since the first time and yeah. things click better or trigger different thoughts and that yeah that's that's weird what you see in here depends a lot upon where you're standing it also depends upon yeah. the kind of person you are you yeah. will you really will see completely different things and that's just because that's how 
you only see what's salient, you know, what pops to you for whatever yeah. reason. And like, um, I just noticed that uh, you seem to have a little bit more of a goatee than since the last I'm working time. on it. I also uh-huh. haven't showered. I want to give, if this ever gets published, <laughs> I want to give everyone all my different, this is what I look like completely. It's not that different. Pretty unkept. I don't, I'm not, I don't put a lot of effort into my, I don't even brush comb my hair usually. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to, this is like my dad when I was growing up, he just had like these thick handlebar mustache. So I'm going <laughs> to, I'm actually going to go see him for Christmas. And so I'm going to just be like, Hey, look, I'm a little you. Yeah. Yeah. What's that song? Hey, you know, my son is just like me, that uh, cat in the cradle song. Um, yeah. So confessionalism, how would we define what confessionalism is? I would say yeah, it's, some, it's something like a denomination that has as part of its requirement for membership and maybe even grades of you know, membership and responsibility, the requirement to um, recite something and, it, and agree to it. And it's a little bit like a creed, but they're often kind of long, like the mm-hmm. Heidelberg Catechism is, is, is not super short. Right. And that this was sort of like a Protestant kind of thing, not that Catholics and Orthodox don't also have creeds and things yeah. like that. But it was sort of, I don't know, turned up a notch. Right. And I was, so I've been, um, so uh, Jeff and uh, sometimes Jeff and Sarah and different, I box with, and they're kind of like my guinea pigs, just my mental diary. And they just listen if they want to, to things that I'm thinking about. And I was trying to work this out because I've really been, my mind's just been clicking after watching that video. Um, It was very salient to me, the things you're talking about. And even like, this is almost why in a way, I mean, not only do I, I just enjoy you personally. I think you're an interesting person, but I also think that you are, um, you're, you're like, I don't know, fortuitous, or it's like a serendipity that you have entered into this world and this conference. Because you are almost like I was telling uh, Jeff and Sarah that you're like a, um, you are like an example of a pattern of something that I've been trying to articulate to Paul that I feel like I just can't, I have a hard time articulating the pattern, the bigger pattern, or you're like the... Uh, the example of the rule or the the manifestation, the embodiment of the spirit or the principle. And like, you're it. You're like a great example that gives me like almost just a, a foil to illustrate what I think is the problem with a certain type of confessionalism, which is what my whole first talk with Paul was about. Um, because that was one of, so to clarify what confessionalism before we get into that is, um, because Jeff was saying, maybe I'm misunderstanding what confessionalism is, but he said, isn't, isn't the Orthodox Church confessional? And I said, well, yes, in a sense, in, in a sense that like they confess the creed and they would say, I confess and we say the Nicene Creed every week. And, but, and this is the thing I keep trying to illustrate, but the way that they, the way that the Orthodox perceive the world um, and the way that they confess that and hold to that creed is different. It's fundamentally different than the way that Protestants do. And I think some Catholics too, they're kind of a mixture, I think, but um, they, the Orthodox confess to a creed, not in a, not in like a mere literal historical kind of 
they, they confess in a way that isn't flowing out of like the enlightenment and empiricism and positivism. And like, we know these things historically, they're not confessing to that thing. Like, an American apologist would. They're confessing to a thing in like a very, like how Peugeot would say, literal, when he had his view on, which we've talked about, maybe that wasn't the best word, but but when he's trying to talk about literal or even like when Christians want to argue like is something historical or not, like the Orthodox would confess to a lot of historical things, but it's in a way that's not, that's symbolically, it's bigger, like Christ is the rock. They confess mm -hmm. to that thing. Well, what does that mean? Literally or historically? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's right. a, it's a deeper level of confession that isn't mere mental affirmation of propositions within a certain frame. Right. Maybe as Vervek, you would say it's more participatory than propositional. And or equally sort of, so somehow. Like, yeah. 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 Or yeah. Doing, doing kind of both of it at once instead of just sort of isolating it. Right. Um, because the Nicene Creed, you know, it has some some meat to it. It has some propositions, but it, it's nothing like, say, the the Heidelberg or what's the the Westminster or yeah. something more out of the Reformed tradition. Right, and and those, and this is what I was trying to tell Jeff, and the way that those, because this is really what Paul and I's first talk was about. There's a way though that a certain, and this is the two. I almost said Paul has his gods number one and God number two. I have like confessionalism number one and confessionalism number two. There's a type of confessionalism that I would say is, is inherently backbiting and divisive in kind of like a um, first, uh, first Timothy one, Paul talks about, you know, like don't get into debates about, you know, keep hold fast to the doctrine that's been handed to you, but don't get into these endless debates about myths and genealogies and these things on, to which people wander off into fruitless discussions. Yeah. Infinite backbiting. There's a there's a way that you can hold to truth, confessionally, I would say, that will manifest over time in endless backbiting and division. And I would say inherently, like when you look at the last 500 years, that's Protestantism. Yeah. Yeah. And so like the reason why I feel like I'm some sort of like in artificial intelligence, there's this concept of like an, an antagonistic example where okay. you um, or AI has been designed to do something like a self-driving car or something. And you put like, you know, some weird shape in the road and it completely blows its boundaries and it doesn't know what to do. Right. And so the, the key is finding those examples and then helping it overcome those so that it gets better and better. And the reason why I feel like I'm some sort of antagonistic example for this whole Protestant confessionalism thing, and this is very connected to what you, Julian, and I were talking about. We sort of talked about um, church as something like a family yeah. versus church as something where it's a boundary set with with propositional boundaries and i it's sort of like imagine that all you can tell a christian by the way they act if you get to know them well enough right there's a turing test of christianity you know <laughs> we if you if you get to know someone well enough and see the way they live their life you kind of get the sense of whether or not they're a christian and do you they love yeah do they love, do they, how do they walk? What fruit yeah. does their life bear? Yeah. And then there's the, the propositional way of knowing if someone's a Christian. 
and I like pass number one, but fail number two. Right. And most people don't think that that should be possible. They think that this set of propositions. Well, it messes with their proposition of like, that doesn't, that doesn't work. Yeah. You, you're like the, uh, I don't know. I feel like there's some really pithy, um, axiom or statement of like you're not the straw that broke the camel's back but you're like the what what would it be like the not the grist in the mill what is it you're 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 like the the bug in the program or something uh um i'm not the fly in the perfume um yeah (laughs) right (laughs) right no you're not you're not spoiling it you're like the thing that brings about you're like the i mean in a sense i i almost view you as just like uh um a a conduit to renewal because really um and whatever you're not perfect but you are authentically holding to what you believe in a mm-hmm. in an earnest way and you're just saying what do you want me to do lie mm-hmm. right but but because of that it's allowing us to get at okay like okay so then so then you you have these two things you're like you have Sam here who I'm, be- I'm beginning to know. I have no reason to think that there's something disingenuous or duplicitous with you. You're authentically pursuing these things. You're not, you're not like on the slippery slope to progressivism to try to use these things to justify some kind of alternate lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, all these, all these defense mechanisms that I was raised with that, that allow us to just exclude the other and to scapegoat the other, you're not doing any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you seem to be earnest. You're not, you're not uneducated about this stuff. Like, you know what you're talking about. You probably understand church history and a lot of philosophy more than I do. And so like, I can't be like, well, he just, he just doesn't know all the info. Um, so then what do you do with it? It's like, a, um, where, where do you then go? So, so this is what I want to. So in my talk with Paul, um, we were talking about my first talk, we were talking about confessionalism and, 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 uh, he was saying, he started, he started talking about these meetups. So he was talking, so like, it's interesting because now your conversation was about these meetups and he was just in the beginning of starting his sacramental meetup in my talk with him. And he said, you know, people are saying, oh, you're just building a church of like atheists and people essentially people were questioning they're like oh somehow you're building this internet church and this local church and people from the sacramental community of like a church but it's not confessional like none of them like a bunch of them don't believe honest open thing and you're having these discussions so paul in my conversation with him he said something like it's almost like he's running an experiment because he said i know confessional churches i've been in those my whole life so there's a couple things he said in our talk. He said, and I know enough to know that this confessionalism is kind of a thin crust on the outside. He said a lot of these people, you start having conversations with them and the point and that the illustration he uses is like you start talking about divine election, which is like a reform doctrine. And he says, you start having a conversation with them and they affirm these things. But then as they're talking, Paul's thinking in his head, he's like, oh, you're an Arminian. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and like I can't hear you. Like you can't hear me? No. Hello? Did my headset get I can still hear you in my ears. Can you hear me now? Just barely. But Really? 
That's so weird. When in the world? Is it like auto throttling the background noise for me? Still nothing. Nothing. What in the world? What in the world? Here, do you want to pause for a second? I'll leave and come back. You're holding up two fingers. <laughs> I can see part of your hand. Huh? You'll come back, maybe. This is one of those things will be edited out, I suppose, if Sam ever makes it back. Can I hear you now? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can't hear you. in the world. I can hear you just fine. Huh. Just hold it right up to your mouth like this. All right. Well, I might actually <laughs> kill my headphones. No, you're totally silent, which is weird. Um, All right. How about now? Can you hear me now? We might have to do this. We might have to do it in like pieces. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? <laughs> now you're going to hear the airport background noise. I don't know what's going on. What in the world is going on? Huh. I can hear you hey. just fine. Should we just stop this one and then start a new meeting? Can we do that? Sure, let's do that. Okay, I'll do that. All right.